Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email piercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, Metalheads, after going to a Rager, what's your ultimate go-to? Mine is totally pizza. So when Overload is playing or I'm promoting the Metal Forge Live showcases or the big goddamn metal show, I go to Pizza Donisi. Pizza Donisi is gourmet artisan pizza from right here in Louisville, Kentucky. It features things like the pizza of the month, the sandwiches, and also vegetarian and vegan options, which is so totally fucking cool for all, all of it's It's awesome pizza. You definitely want to go. Hey, and also, from time to time, they do cannolis. Oh, so fucking good. You know what they said, man. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah, just like that in Godfather. They're located right next to the Mag Bar at 1396 South 2nd Street. So either stop in or call in at 502-213-0488. They're open till midnight. The witching hour. Heineken? Fuck that shit! Pabst Blue Ribbon! Hey, metalheads, you all hear me talk about Magbar all the time. It is the home to the Metal Forge Live showcases and is an integral stop in the ultimate underground metal tour schedule. They obviously feature live music, but the Magbar also has daily specials like Pint and Slice Night on Tuesdays with Pizza Donisi. But they also do Bring Your Own Vinyl on Thursdays with DJ Kent Jackson. And Finer Things Sundays. Located right next to Pizza Donisi at 1398 South 2nd Street. Open 3 p.m. to 4 a.m. seven days a week. Get your asses out to the Mag Bar. Rock out. For 45 years in keeping Louisville weird, Electric Ladyland has been there for all your eccentricities. While they do offer the best smoking supplies out on the market today, there's a whole lot more to check out. From ashtrays and blacklight posters, to records, incense and burners, and items to stock your metaphysical supply. They're open from 10 to 10, 7 days a week. Located at 2325 Bardstown Road in Louisville, Kentucky, and at electricladyland420.com. Roll out. 
the year was 1979, and all the world was caught up in disco and Star Wars. But in Louisville, something was happening. A young entrepreneur named Ben had a vision to be the best record store in all of the city. Fast forward to 2023, and Better Days Records is still going strong. Still, after all these years, owned by the same guy. We have had some trips and falls along the way, but so does life, and Better Days is here to stay. With two awesome locations at 921 Barrett Avenue and at 2600 West Broadway, Better Days are surely in your future. In a broken wasteland, I come to my fire. Blood and steel upon my fire. What's going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson, and I am your host. This week, we have the ninth one subheadliners of the big goddamn metal show. Eulogy and Blood, Chris Justice, and Scott Martin are here in the Metal Forge. But, you know, before we get into talking with them, because they're actually here today, we're going to talk about some other stuff first, you know, because we've known each other a very long time, and it's so fucking rad to have your friends here in the, you know, in the studio when you're able to do your thing, you know, where you're, where you're at home the most, and you're just fucking hanging out, and they come over, and then they just kind of like take over the fucking show like this, like uh, you saw the pictures. It's so fucking cool, and it, it's rad. I love it, and I'm just, uh, I'm just really having some good fucking metal times right now. You know, some things going down, some stuff going out, going on. I actually nerding out watching Rebels for the first time ever, watching Ahsoka during that, and that's pretty fucking cool because you all know I'm a Star Wars nerd. It, I don't have a Star Wars tattoo yet, but I'm sure I'm bound to get one at some point in time. Uh, but yeah, man, like, I'm just digging everything, and I hope you all are too. And we've had some really fucking awesome, like, kick-ass things going on lately with the Metal Forge. We got new stickers. Thank you to Jason Karuna of Her Worst Nightmare for those. Um, I appreciate the fuck out of you, brother. We've got some new patches coming soon. We have shirts, obviously. Holy shit, we have like a bunch of stuff now. There is some also some talk about a joint hot sauce venture. Oh, yeah. You all dig the hot sauce? Of course you dig it because you all bought out the first run of 
the blacksmith, you know, a hot sauce on the last one with Mad Mats, and this one will be through somebody completely different, but it will be fucking awesome. But yeah, man, like, seriously. So, what are you all most looking forward to in September? Like, for me, um, we have what's called the eight days of, of music here now. And it's two Danny Wimmer production fucking concerts, festivals, slapped. Two weekends, back to back. Uh, and I hate to even mention them by name because they get so much fucking free press from everybody. I went one year and... I. I really, really felt like fucking trash the next day. And it was just so many fucking people. Which, I, hey, if that's your thing, that's cool. Uh, and I know festival season is ramping down for the year. Uh, we've got a few more that we're promoting here on the Metal Forge. Obviously, the big goddamn metal show, which is Friday the 13th in October. And Saturday, October the 14th. And the night one is at 21st in Germantown with Half Caster, Kill the Crown, Rifle, Storm Toker, Eulogy in Blood, and Thrower of Iron. And then Saturday the 14th is at the Mag Bar. And it is with Mothrog, Misery Mocking, A Promise of Plague, Kerr, Baptize, Overload, and Snafu. And obviously, you know the other fest that we're promoting this year is by Jason Gardner and Flame Keeper. And that is November the 10th at The Odd in Asheville, North Carolina. Holy shit, that's going to be awesome because it's all hell. Temptations, Wings, Overload, Oblivion Throne, Children of the Reptile, and Twisted Tower Dire. Hell yeah, man, that's going to be fucking rad as shit. So, and it is limited uh, seating in that. It, they only have a hundred tickets. Holy fuck, I am excited. Uh, and also, I believe the first 50 in get uh, a CD for that one. I am, like I said, I'm super excited. Plus, yeah, there's that too. There is the Metal Forge uh, compilation disc. There's everything. Just check it out. You know, we're digging it. Hopefully, you all are digging it. And I hopefully you all are digging it. I know you all are digging it. Everybody knows we're digging it because it's fucking metal and it's metal every day. Flamekeeper.vip. Get your early access. Get discounts on tickets. Discounts on uh, Overload merch. Metal Forge merch. All the Flamekeeper merch. Temptations Wings merch and all that stuff. And maybe some exclusive uh, exclusive things on there as well. So kick ass. Fuck yes. I love it. I'm going to start something off this week with a little bit different. Uh, these guys have, like, piped out, and they're, like, totally quiet as hell over here. So, <laughs> sorry, guys. Hang on just a second. Uh, actually, about seven or eight minutes, because we're going to do something, like, completely different on the Metal Forge today. I'm going to play a cover song from these guys. You know the tune.
We are back this week with a couple of motherfuckers in the studio. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. And let me go ahead and give you the rundown here because these gentlemen have not been on the Metal Forge for four and a half years. It has been that long because they were here in March of 2019 when it was on the radio station. And these two gentlemen that I am talking about are Mr. Scott Martin and Chris Justice from Eulogy and Blood. What's up? What's going on? Motherfucker number one, and this is motherfucker number two. Number two. Why got to be number two for? Uh, I don't... It's like shit and motherfucker at the same time. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dudes, what's going on, man? It's been a while. Not a lot, man. Not a lot. It's all. been crazy. Crazy. Actually, it was before COVID. Whenever yeah. it was before It, it was down. a year before COVID when yeah. you all when you all came into the Metal Forge the last time and you're going to have to come up to the mic a little bit more. 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, it's hard to believe that it was, you know, that long ago. Right, yeah, and we, we had dropped a, a new album since then, and then yeah. now we're working on another. So yeah, that's what you know. That's what I'm gonna I want to do is like talk about how, like how how have y'all been over the last few years? You know, we've got the 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 BC AC uh, lineup here before COVID, after COVID, right? Uh, yeah. The timeline here. So obviously, before COVID, you know, you all were. You all were playing shows. You're you were going on some tours. You you were doing the Florida death metal shit. Oh, you FDMS, know, which is, big shout out to FDMS. Yeah, because it's cool. Love our Tampa crew, right? Because it's fucking awesome. Because you know you get to you know just like going on the road is fucking kick ass. Yes, and then obviously the fucking global setback that every fucking body had, and is still kind of trickling in here and there a little bit now. Um, That's a whole different podcast. Yeah, that is a whole different fucking <laughs> podcast for sure. So what's going on now? now right now we're uh, in the process of making a whole new album. It's uh, at least 12 tracks of just brutal slam. About that topic. Yeah? <laughs> yeah it's about the Everything shit that's from going COVID on in the world to... right now. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I guess... The after effects of COVID. Yep. It's pretty much how we feel the world sits. Yep. As right. We, as we speak right now. So. It's jaded us a little bit. Yeah. We actually, when, when we wrote Natural Selection, that was the premise of that time period. It was the during the COVID stuff. So a lot of that album's the uncertainty about you know what was going on at the time. And I guess this one's more about a reflection of what's happened because or since. Uh, those that time period, you know, like what's going on, like right now, right? Uh, the disgusting stuff that's just built up on us that we want to talk about. Yeah, it's like the cognizant, uh, you know. Yeah, the uh, garbage that we're all going through yeah, as, yeah. as a as a species of people. You know, constant Touch. fucking warfare and state of yeah. shock and, and, pharma, and touched all of us. Big pharma, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and garbage bullshit. What was it? Uh, uh, politicians, politicians, yeah. yeah. And then in the whole, you know, thinning the herd, thinning the herd kind of mentality. That, right. Uh, it, we won't say no names, but yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> so obviously, natural selection was the full length in twenty twenty one. Yes. So what? Uh, and then you did cleanse the earth redux. Yes. Which was uh, a single, yeah, with uh, James Young. Yep. yep, awesome. So, what is the new name for the for the new album? Do you have one yet? 
Oh, we do. Yeah. Actually, can you give it away? Or we, yeah, yeah. It's are a, you allowed to? Yeah, it's yeah. the the Great Awakening. Ooh. And that's what is. Uh, we've we've actually put a lot of a lot of thought into how this one's going to play out this time with. It's very intricate. It's, Everything yeah, is weaved together each, very each nicely. Has a meaning, and you know that means something to the album. That's special in its own right, but kind of intersects with yep. the other songs. They're all kind of a, everything's interconnected very nicely. Yeah, but it's its own subjects. But everything's kind of been touched so by the it's, same problem. Right. So it's kind of like a concept album, but not a concept album into the regard of you're not making it an overt story. It just so happens to be that there is something intertwined with everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, See, that's fucking cool. And when, when bands can write albums like that, and I think there are certain bands out there that do that almost every single fucking time out. Oh, yeah. You know, that, you know, they just go in and fucking, and it's like, fuck. They're on this stream of consciousness, like every time. Like the sword was that band all the oh, way up. Oh yeah. I'm so sad all, that they're no longer. I know all the way up until like used future to me, mm-hmm. and then that was the album where they kind of dropped off. But they would, you know, they had had their personal you fucking shit going on then. Contract, you know, you got to so yeah, you got to fulfill. You know, <laughs> uh, big record comes in to fuck you up <laughs> yeah, right. and say, Ooh, uh, <laughs> what is it? Greatest hits. Yeah. Because we have to give you one more. Yeah, and you Live don't, album. And a lot of people don't get the fact of why why bands release a new song on a greatest hits. Right. It's because the record label pushes that shit. And you're like, well, it's going to push album sales because there's an, an exclusive song. Got to have a single. Yeah. And, have a single. and that's, you know, Tom Petty said it the greatest in Into the Great Wide Open about uh, it's a good album, but we don't hear a single, you know, yeah. and there that, it is. And that's the truth. I mean, that's why I, I think that's why it's changed into more of an indie market because now, you know, you don't need those big labels to come in, screw you over just to get, you know, a, a decent tour or, you know, or right. a decent album distribution. or Because now, you know... You can do it yourself. You can do all of it yourself now. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure that there's bands that can use that sort of thing. But, you know, if you just got an indie entrepreneur mind, get a couple Oh, for guys sure. Together. Build your you network. Can, you can Yeah, and, and, and that's the other thing, too, is there's so many networks, like you just said, Scott. You know, there's so many networks, like you might not want to be able to put it out or you might not have the financial ability to put it out on your own, but you might know somebody who does mm-hmm. and there it is. And I, with the Kickstarters and Patreons and, and stuff like that now that, you know, if they, yeah, if you have a fan base that's, uh, that is involved with you enough and fucking Bandcamp is such Love a Bandcamp. great thing for that because you could, you know, you could set the pre-release and then you can set it up for, you know, uh, a 60-day deal, like a 60-day pre-order or 30-day pre-order or 15-day pre-order. It doesn't matter. And that is fucking rad as shit. And, like, being able to harness that and, you know, just knowing your market, I guess, is really where it's, it is. It's up to the band and how hard they want to, you know, push it. put love yep. into it. You know, Get and, that niche. And, and push. That's, dude, I'm a faithful band camp guy yeah because it's such a great platform and it gives you a, a variety of ways that you can push your music without it trying to be a label and robbing you yes you know? yep. 
Yes, and even though it was purchased uh, recently, uh, within the last year, oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, is it the same company who owns Blizzard or some shit like that? It's oh. it's one of the gaming companies out there that purchased. I can't remember it. I have to look it up. But even though they have been bought out, you know, at least they're not changing a lot of shit on the front end. You know, when it comes to the artist, you know, we're still getting the money that we got from everything, from every sale that we got. Yeah, the revenue share is is kind of a, a whatever, you know, you be according to anything else. It's yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're you're going to make 10 sales and that 11th sale is going to go directly to them or some shit right. like that, which is whatever. But like. The difference is in like Spotify for podcasters, how when they bought Anchor and how they said nothing was going to change and it, and it's all bullshit. It's, it's all, all bullshit. changed. <laughs> you know, it's like, I kind of wish I, I had another home <laughs> because right, right. I would totally pack up shop and move the Metal Forge off of Spotify for fucking podcasters, but... But they do offer some pretty cool shit. <laughs> so, hey, you know, if you go to your Spotify for artists, man, they've got some cool. Yeah, they do too. And and then and and while I while I kind of call bullshit on some of the fucking bands that they that that they feature on the end of year thing, it's like oh, so and so band that I'm not allowed to mention, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. That is like. 884 million hours of music stream. Gotta, it's like, God damn, I mean, you, there's still those big labels out there, and those big labels are sitting down with the cats at Spotify. Oh, yeah, and, and, they're, and they're making fucking, they're making bank, yeah, dude. it's like, you know, hey, That's just like the fucking Beatles not being on fucking Apple for so fucking long. You know, how to not fucking be... Here's the thing. You fucking made your fucking business on the fucking Apple with Apple Records and shit back in the fucking 60s. But How can you not be on the fucking company streaming platform? Because they might not even own their own songs. And they didn't for the longest time. And that was the thing. Did Michael have their catalog? Yes. Yeah, Michael had their Michael catalog. Michael outbid Paul yep. to get the Beatles catalog. The kind of money you'd have to have to outbid Question. a Beatle. Oh, a Beatle. Yeah. Yes. Was that before or after their, uh, the song that they that did was together? after. It was That after. was when he met, they, they had talked about that during the recording process was, oh. was the, the, uh, the legend of is they talked about, he's like, Oh yeah. You know, uh, buy, buy masters. That's, uh, that's where the, the money is in the business, man. Publish, yeah. Publisher, publisher. Huh, that might be yeah. a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's a pretty good idea. Mr. Paul. I'll take that to heart. Mr. McCartney, M- Mr. Paul. Mr. Paul, because you know, and the fucked up thing about it is, is like when the Beatles catalog did go up for sale, he's fucking McCartney's like, Hundred million dollars, and Michael's like a hundred and one. It wasn't like that, but, but still, it's like fifty cents. Yeah, fifty cents more. I, I gave you my whole my whole fortune. Think about the conversation after. Oh lost yeah, the vid, and know? then and then to fucking sit there and then think of this. But I mean, Paul's still gonna make the money. Well, yeah, because he's still got a writer credit. He just yeah. doesn't have the publisher credit, right? You know, but like now, I mean. He doesn't even own it now because he sold it to fucking Apple. Right. <laughs> because 
Somebody's for like three hundred million dollars or something. That seems to be something that's pretty pretty well going on now. Is that bands selling their catalogs, their catalogs out? Yeah. This last yeah. thing they got to no make money big money. Sales anymore for like physical, physical yeah. CDs. Yeah. So or so they're just basically selling the digital right. And, yeah. and the whole thing about it is, is yeah, they're selling the the right to their fucking their music. But after they're all fucking dead and gone anyways, it's only fucking 75 years. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's gone after that anyways. I mean, the family, can, they can pass it down. Barely generational. Like, oh, well, yeah, and they have to want it too. Well, like yeah. Bob yeah. Rock, you know, Bob Rock getting rid of all his. They're, they're selling out now because, you know, why wait till, you know, when. Oh, they, you mean Dylan. Bob Dylan. No, Bob Rock. So all his, his, uh, that's why we're talking about publishing now. Yeah. But the whole thing about it is, is, I mean, yeah, it's a warranted business and, and, but the, again, you know, that's what the fucking problem is, is there's no legislation on streaming. That is what the fucking problem there is. Isn't, yeah. There is legislation on physical spins and physical media and fucking on a radio station, but there is not on podcasting on YouTube on anything digital. That's why WWE got away with fucking everybody on their fucking past roster mm-hmm. of not having to pay royalties to their fucking likeness for their anything digital because they did away, they've done away with almost all of their fucking DVD sales now. Yeah, because it's wow. straight to streaming. Yeah, because it's straight to streaming for one. Nobody knows how to charge for streaming yeah. as far as the artist goes. Yes, exactly. And so that nine ninety nine or whatever they're making they were making off of their fucking off of their streaming app. Right. That was just all fucking technically found money. Because they already had the catalog yeah. and you know, it was already edited. So all they had to do was just pump it out there. Yeah. You know, they just and then whatever the overhead cost for the fucking servers is. And that's minuscule compared to what they're Yeah, it's probably a couple million dollars a year and they're probably dragging they were probably dragging in about twenty million dollars a year on Absolutely. It. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I totally get when bands want to do that, but Again, that hurts bands like yours and mine. And, you know, that's what Jason and I from the Heavy Metal Wasteland and the Alehorn were talking about. Where uh, they're the, he's the partner in the Flamekeeper podcast network, is okay. who he is. He's in a band called Temptations Wings uh, uh, yeah, at, from Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, we regularly converse here on my show and on his. So. We were talking about those 60 and 70 year olds that are still out there on world tours today, taking out bands that are fucking rehashed 90s bands or, or whatever. They don't even have a support act because it's, they don't have to pay anything to them or may, they don't get, to, they don't have to, they don't have to split the money with anybody. Right. Right. right with your favorite band. Yes. And the thing about it is, is like, you know, that's where I make my stand of why I don't mention those bands on the show right. is because they take away from your band and my band and fucking Jason's band and Haunt and Night Demon and those bands, in my opinion. Right. Because those bands could be totally playing fucking and your band could be totally playing fucking 500 to 1,000 seat fucking halls and, and could be fucking selling it out with the right fucking push. Oh, well, that's the old, that's the old mentality too that they forgot about. Mm-hmm. You know, it, back in the day, it was 
you know, they had the networks, the yeah. you know, and it'd be like your scratch buddy, your back, and, like, and I'll buddy. scratch. Yeah, you, you know, you played shows together because you were like-minded individuals, yeah, and it, and shit, right. and you could all get. You were friends, and you know, you, yeah, if it's the same pool, and you yeah. could share your fan bases and build each other up. Your fan bases, yeah. yeah, and yeah, that's a lost art, and and it is a lost art yeah. now. Now and it's just nations. Everybody's got their own nation, and they're not worried about and, the and what's really sucks is like I can only speak from here and I don't know about anybody else's scene but it fucking feels like that sometimes here yeah like you know there feels like there is this group of people and this group of people and this group Every of people scene has its and and that's click. cool yeah. but, but you know but you know but I think it's guys like you and guys like me who transcend like the thrash and the death and the fucking and the speed and the fucking stoner doom melting pot yeah the, and we're the fucking you know we're the ones that are too fucking metal for the punk crowd and too <laughs> punk for the metal crowd exactly. you know yeah. and 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 you guys are fucking heavy as shit but i think that's how it is Appreciate i think that. you guys Thank you. you know that you guys can fucking get on with anybody which is why i booked you guys for the night one of the big goddamn metal show which is ultimately why we're here yeah, it's super about exciting. 20 minutes in yeah, now we're talking exciting. about it uh which is october the 13th friday, friday the 13th. 13th uh it's gonna be throne of iron and then you guys you know uh you know y'all are direct support for throne of iron their I'm first time in louisville excited D fucking metal badass shit three piece with a with a uh, with a bass player f- that plays remotely, really? Yes, that's, that's wild. Yeah, it, it's so cool. <laughs> that's I mean, wild. it's yeah, the, when, it's the new age, baby. Yeah, when Tucker's on in a couple of weeks, we'll uh, we'll talk about the ba- the remote bass player thing. That's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. So it, and it's rad. So. You guys, you know, we've played a ton of fucking shows together over the years. Oh, absolutely. Whether it's been in whatever band over the years, Dissension, Devil, Eulogy, whatever it is, we've we've all been around for years and years. So, like... Too many, too many years. Too many years? No, not at all. We're in our fucking prime, man. Right now. Oh, fuck. like 20 years? Oh, at least. I've known you, yeah. At at least least 20 20 years. years. At least 20 years. Because we were talking about the places like The Spot in Salem. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about the the warehouse. We won't mention its name either. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah. There was a shitty place I played on fucking Wathen Street in Louisville. And it was called the Warehouse Pub. Oh, I remember the warehouse. No, that was a oh, what was that? I can't remember the promoters. And name, it's right off of fucking like Seventh uh, and yeah, fucking like it's Algonquin industrial. Like, <laughs> and it, yeah, it's like, it's like in a storage shed. Yeah, this was, bar was in like a storage shed. It was like the office in a storage shed, and, and it was the craziest fucking place. There was bullet holes in the fucking walls and in like the mold ceiling. And smelled and like beer. Yep. Like stale beer. All the beer was beer. all the fucking beer that was in on tap was stale. Yeah, they oh, had they nice. had the uh, what was the that push game? Uh, they had the long indoor uh, shuffleboard. Shuffle, shuffleboard. It, yeah, it was, it was the stand up shuffleboard yes. game that they had. Only With, couple, that's the only place I've ever seen any bar have. Oh no, man! You need to go up the street here to Huey Burr's. They got one too. Yes. Oh, did we, we get drunk yeah. and go play this? And <laughs> hey, Huey Burr's used to be fucking badass because they used to have an electric drum kit that came down from the ceiling, 
and the drums nice. and the and the band would play through the PA through line six pods. Oh my god! And and they would play on the shuffleboard table. That's cool because it's like a shotgun style bar. Oh, okay. So, so it's like real old. fucking narrow. Wow. And yeah, Carl's Tavern. Carl's Tavern. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> the jungle. Oh fuck yes, dude! dude I was not... down there about a month ago in Marengo. Is it still there? The building is still there, but it is really fucking dilapidated. There's like nothing on that street anymore. Oh at, wow! No, like, where the tornadoes tore through there a couple times. Well, yeah, but no, I don't even think it's that. I think it's just that the buildings are just so old. So... There was uh, there was a coffee shop in there at one time. So I do know, and that was after the jungle. And I mean, it was beat up when the jungle was in. There, yeah, right? both yeah. times when it was the Illuminati the and Illuminati. the jungle, and when the jungle was in the movie theater across the street. Hey, now that was cool. That was a cool venue, though. That was that was wild because the first time I ever got a wireless unit is I I, I played it there <laughs> that night. And I think you guys were there. It was the signal not bouncing off. Uh, I remember. I re- yeah, we were yeah. there. We were there. Yeah. And I went, th- because it was an old movie theater, you don't think about these things when you're fucking 19 years old, okay? Right. Well, so yeah, it was just cool As to soon have, as you, yeah, as soon as I walked out of the theater doors into the fucking, uh, into like the where the, the lobby the is. Lobby area. I couldn't fucking hear a thing that, because the the sound is. cancellation from the theater because <laughs> it had shut. And done. Yeah, door shuts and you don't hear nothing. nothing. Yeah, I mean, I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> I can't hear a fucking thing. So I ran up the stairs to where the old projection booth used to be. Oh, and listen down. Yeah, <laughs> and I popped in the room and there's the circle of everybody fucking smoking and they all fucking just turn and look at the door and I'm like. I'm just playing my set, dudes. <laughs> and, and they were like, yeah, what the fuck ever. It's cool. <laughs> and, dude, that was fucking, oh, my God, that was in, like, 2001. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that, and we started talking about it 20 years ago. You know, there's the Bulldog days. And oh, God, yeah. and Pandemonium, uh, I saw a victim there the first time with, with uh, Sailor. See, I'd seen, uh, was it Sin? With Harper, yeah, and that's back. Back, he. I think he even like ran Pandemonium for a while, right? Uh, book, booked out of there, but whatever. Uh, I think so, but yeah, man. So like, that's a that's a bit of the fucking nostalgia, fucking from the scene from way back when uh, here, you know. And it's cool to have you know warriors, you know, scene warriors like you guys here because. I think it's cool for the the people out of Louisville that get to listen to the show to right. talk about like this whole fucking thing of what we had, you know, and and whether it be fucking bars like Pandemonium or fucking it's what Book and Music Exchange now or some shit, yeah, is what that is, so. Uncle Pleasants, yeah, Uncle Pleasants, which became the new vintage, and then uh, they were supposed to open back um, Uncle well, P's. It, it, wasn't it originally the Crunch Zone? Yes. The crunch zone, and then turned, and then they cleaned it, and then they turned it into Uncle, Uncle P's. Uncle P's. And yeah. Um, and I remember playing in there when it was, it felt super tiny. I don't know, like where they they used to have like that big fucking like Bud Light sign that sit over to the side. Yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. And you and like there was one like there was the one sign that looked like the fucking Kiss lettering. 
on it. Like it was the twinkle lights and it was the block lettering that looked like the fucking kiss lettering. And that was like, was, was, was on the back of the fucking stage. Yeah. And I was like, what the absolute fuck. Yeah, was, <laughs> and we played there on like a fucking Sunday night at like seven o'clock. Oh yeah. There was no parking. Like you had to park in front of the building. Front, and it was like, yeah. And I can't even remember who we even played with at the time. Cause that was even before overload. Yeah. We had uh, a band before this one, uh, Back we played three inches of blood there. Mm-hmm. We played uh, we played with actually a couple good sized bands. Uh, I mean the video yeah. is great. Cause yeah, it, it 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 they after they changed no it, it became really well. Yeah, and there's yeah. just no fucking parking. Keswick park. no. was right down the road, so it was kind of like yes, battling for you know supremacy. And now Art Sanctuary is near there, actually, yeah. and uh, and twenty first is right there. So which dude that bar looks great now. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely they, does. They, they did a good job, you know, moving. I still around. like the other. Did you like it on the smaller side? Yeah. Yeah. I did actually because I think it makes the room sound better personally. Yeah, that I'll agree with. Yeah. Yeah. I think the you're room. Just hitting a wall now instead of hitting the the diffuser over there. The yeah. Now you're just hitting everything, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like, oh, it's super loud. Yeah. Super loud. Yeah. And and I I hate to be that guy that say if it's too loud you're too old, but it's not that because it's just like, you know It's the way it bounces now because the diffuser is on your left side. Yep. As opposed to being straight across from you. Yeah. And it I love that bar. I really do. And I think more people need to go there. I and agree. which is where you guys are playing too. the the first night of the big goddamn metal show is at twenty first in Germantown. Yeah. So yeah. this will be my first show promoting back no, no it won't be. I, I take that back. It'll be my second show promoting back there since the the after COVID timeline. So back so, when it became the the barrel room, correct? Yes, okay. yes. Now it's the Bear Room at 21st in Germantown, but... Same difference. It, yeah, it's all the same place. Right. It's all rock and roll to me. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And I dig that because, like I said, it is an alternate venue. And to put bands like you guys in there and Throne of Iron and Rifle and Storm Toker and uh, Half Caster and uh, Kill the Crown, dude... That's a fucking pretty solid night, and oh, yeah. like that. And we uh, we love the Toker Boys, man. We just had a show with them not too day long, one. Well, ago, day. and and that's everything because day you know you've got like well, I've known Jeff in Halfcaster for oh yeah ever. for years yeah yeah so have I you know I've known him probably not as long as uh, you have but I've known him for at least twelve or thirteen years oh yeah absolutely. so yeah. And he's he's a rad dude, and he's going to be on his way here soon to uh, cool. to do an episode of the Metal Forge before uh, yeah. the big goddamn metal show as well. So, um, so what are you all looking forward to with with the with the weekend there? I mean, this will this will Corpse more than paint. likely be our last show for the year. Yeah. Oh, fuck. unless something so we're gonna magical pops up, of, and, you know, but our, it looks like this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. We got to focus on the, the album. album. Jinx. <laughs> ah, jinx. Fuck that yeah. album. Bush. Yeah, man. Because, hey, I'm always saying uh, fucking content is fucking king. Absolutely. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. doing what you can to leave it better than what you found it, I think, is the biggest thing, too. And content, I think, is that. And, yeah, we were talking beforehand about stuff that, you know, you had listened to from old 
where you you know you had mapped it out and this was pre-recording here right so i'm kind of going to hint on that but you had said but like when you listen back to it when you put the tempo map on it and you were like appalled by it but i mean but there's <laughs> there's still the heart that's there yeah oh absolutely yes. and I, that's what i love about going back and listening to like the early stuff of mine just to see like how the band has progressed and how I have progressed as a musician and as a player and as a writer, ultimately. Right. And when in, and also, and I'm in the same exact boat. I, when I go back and listen to, try to put myself, what was I doing then? What was, you know, why did I write this song this way then? What was right. the emotion behind it? You know, what was the 25-year-old Chris thinking, you know, opposed to the 45-year-old who's writing now? Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. I listen to the way we harness the emotion. You know what I mean? It was a lot more, you know, uncured, so to speak, at the beginning. And now that we've gotten hungry, yeah, it's just you can hear. You know, you can hear the hunger aspects came into play where you're like, oh, we got to compete. You got to compete. You know, it's got to sound as good. And you know, and and you back then it it didn't matter. No, right. We didn't know. Still shouldn't matter. Um, I guess what I was going with it with that is like. You're you. You're you're eulogy yeah. and blood. You'll it's you four ones. guys. It's you four guys. It's you. It's 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 Scott. It's Jay and it's Marlon. And you know, that's it. You know, and and if one of you left today or tomorrow, it wouldn't be the same band. It would not be the same. No, band. that's just like anybody who's ever replaced a member. It's not the same band when a new person takes their place. I mean, goddamn, I've replaced everybody it's except it. for me. It's a new personality. It's new. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a new flavor. You you, you're adding a new flavor. Yeah, exactly. And I love that. And I dig that. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I, I like the book. I like consistency. And I like whenever you find your group and you had you you actually because I mean it takes a, it takes people Chemistry. a long time to find their sound yes yeah because you know we do have influences of the other bands that you grew up with and other bands that you play around and your your whole network right and then you take all that and then what you get out of it and then you have your guys and once you click and it that's when it becomes special right it's that's your unique sound. Yeah. We like yeah. we like enough of the same stuff, but we also individually have our different flavors. But it really oh, yeah, comes yeah, together yeah. in this band. We you like, know, it's like I can imagine you, Scott, because of I know where you live, like getting getting some like fucking Hank Junior going. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just not a huge country fan. Really, just, really, yeah. I mean, I only, only I mean, some. You being, you being in the country, right? You know? And I mean, my, my wife always jokes about country. that because you know, I, I met her in Michigan. They were like, "Oh, he's a hillbilly," and she thought she was getting like this country, country white like cowboy that, hat. Dude. She's like, I thought I was getting it. She's like, and you turn out to be the completely other type, that, you know? She's like a metal and just into, you know, wilderness survival stuff and, you know, it just, it's weird, you know? There's some country I do like, but, you know, I like hunting and fishing and all that. If it's before 1979, jived. that's the country. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I dig that. Yeah, like, Willie and Waylon and, yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, I dig that. Oh, so, you know, Jerry Reed. And oh yeah, was, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the guy's a master. Amos yeah. Moses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely, dude. So, uh, survive out, outdoor survival stuff. Like, oh, do yeah. you dig the? Do you go in like uh, 
make like the grass huts and shit like that? Do you, no, no, no. Like where you like build the fucking shelters in the woods? You, yeah, I, I can woods. and have absolutely. That's actually what we did this past weekend there on the Knobstone Trail. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, we do it. Like we have a spot, and I started going up there ah, probably about ten years ago now, and you know found a spot, and that's you know every we don't. Like I'll bring a tent for my wife because she does not participate in my nonsense. But it, like me and my son, like yeah, we'll we'll do the shelters and everything. A lot of times, you know, if it's just it's just really cool, you know. Yeah, kinda, I, yeah. I watch a lot of that on YouTube. Actually, yeah. I've always I've Cutting always dug off it from the world right now. Yeah. is amazing because it, it's hard well, to do. Well, here's the thing: when is the last time? Seriously, now. And, and and for Scott, this is probably a stupid question for you, probably because it was like, well, before I got here. <laughs> but when is the last time that you walked in your grass without your shoes on? Just walked around. I don't do that. I, yeah, it was before I got I, here. I, I, I went to go that. to the mailbox. I crossed the gravel cuss, then hit the grass. No, it was uh, good to go back no, to the no gravel bullshit. cuss. When I was in high grass. school, we had biology class. We learned about tapeworms. And ever since then... It's a problem. <laughs> I get it. Never will I publicly walk, but in my yard. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yard. I do like, but I do have a phobia. Like well, I, I always get scared that I'm going to be caught in a situation <laughs> without my shoes on. So normally but, I wear the shoes a lot because I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just weird. You get caught in a situation. You're like, oh man, I forget, you know, got my shoes on. Like you know, people like drive, you know. And I'm like, what if you have a wreck and you don't have your shoes on? Is this? Really oh yeah, weird? that's so. That's totally weird. Weird like, for yeah, me. I no, I don't even like driving in fucking sandals. I know. I it's just I like, because that of that. <laughs> yeah. Because of that. Because of yeah. like, it's just the same as like not having shoes on. Like, and, and that's just like for the people who go commando all the time. Yeah, I, like my mom told me. So like uh, I think I, I think a lot of our moms told us what happens if you're in an accident and they had to cut your clothes off and you ain't got no, and you ain't got no underwear on. So I've got a funny it's like, story. Motherfucker, they're gonna cut those off too. I've got a funny story for you. Let's just go yeah, into that go right ahead. now. So yeah, I'm a commando man. I'm a commando guy. And this was the He's Cobra Commando. Yeah, this Cobra is the commando. this is yeah the middle of January. I'm, I'm sitting there at work and my back starts hurting, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! I know what's getting ready to happen. It's a fucking kidney stone. And of course, it was. It hit me, you know, like a roaring kidney stone. And that's the first thing I thought is like, I'm not wearing any underwear, and I've got to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so I take and you know tell the boss, hey man. I got to go. The kidney is just absolutely dealing me a lot of damage. He's like, dude, you're sweating. You look horrible. And I'm like, I know. By that time, I could hardly even stand up. But I get to the truck. and like, I got to go to Walmart. And I, I actually went to Walmart <laughs> and bought, bought a pair of boxers, went to the bathroom, literally almost passed out in the stall just so I'd have them on when I get there. And they didn't even clean. need it. They didn't even. They were like, "Hey, no, we, we, we're you're good. We don't need you to take off anything. Just drop them just a little bit, and we've got the towel." So, completely didn't need to have it. But it was my first thing. I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to wear that gown, and my ass is gonna be hanging out." And it's, <laughs> it's not the sight. I want to. I don't want to curse anybody. I don't want to die like no. This. So I went and got yeah. Yeah. 
Mr. It happens, Mr. Man. Martin. It's a kidney stone. You're going to be you're going to be you'll, fine. Speaking of which, I tell you what, that kidney stone it stayed with me for three weeks. I had it when we did the uh, escape the studio. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah yes. I remember that now. It, yeah, because you looked rough then. Yeah, yeah, dude, it was uh, like a freaking four millimeter yeah stone you, 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 and it you had fine. it don't you yeah yeah i do you, actually you, i named you should, it violent you should put it in acrylic and wear it as a necklace it is a marvel make it make dude. it like a fucking thor's hammer it is a marvel <laughs> <laughs> well it was so loud like i mean it finally when it passed i heard it go tink, tink, like and i was like what was that it stopped everything and then all of a sudden he's feeling his teeth <laughs> like yeah i was it's just like you do the thing with your tongue. Like, oh, yeah. yep, nope, nope. I wouldn't. Wasn't yeah, it's like no. My yeah. grill's there. Stop, stop yep. checking your pocket. Look like a <laughs> like a black meteorite. Oh yep. my gosh! Yeah, it was horrible. Horrible. Stay pissing space rocks. Stay pissing. away from salted peanuts and all that. That's how metal snow. he is. <laughs> hey, you play a show with it. Yeah, he, he did. He played the show with it, and then uh, that's that's two. He lived to tell the. I've actually that's the tale. second show. The first show was that that Saul's picnic. And oh yeah, I, I caught one directly after that. That's the only two I've had, but like they've been yeah. Because I remember after Chris was like, man, you're pouring a lot of sweat, dude. <laughs> you're looking rough. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm feeling kind of rough, Chris. By four and in the morning. And, and the bad thing is, is if it's the one that I'm thinking of, I was there. That's the one. That's the one. And yep. it was humid as fuck yeah. that day. Yeah. It was And so it was thick. like overcast. Especially for like September. Yeah. No, that was in at the end of May. May. That was the one in May. You're right. Yeah, that was yeah. the one at the end of May. Yep. And oh my gosh! Yeah, it was pretty brutal. I thought I thought he just you know had a couple of drinks and, and was I did to sweat him out. Yeah, no, no, it was more. Oh. It was something sinister. My body turned against me. It was a, it was, yeah. it was a space demon. Yes, yeah, it was a space demon. Yes, space it's a space demon. Pissing space demon. rocks. <laughs> Dietary change has been made. Yeah. That's right. Um, it's because we don't drink as much as we used to. Right. Because yeah. who does? Right. Oh, they well, started... I know people who do, but yeah. they're they're going to remain nameless. Yeah. They like literally they were talking, "Hey, we're going to have to go in and there might, you know, like be a catheter or you know afterwards and a string we attach to it." And I was like, "No, what? are they going to fucking yank it off a doorknob yeah. or something?" <laughs> this is like, <laughs> "Yes." Fuck? Yes. They're this is the visual like <laughs> like pretty much what they said was they were going to go in there and do a vibration and it would break it up. Like but there would be cleaner. like a string and you'd have to pull it out yourself and i'm like i want no part of that you just look at him no say, part of this i was like i want no part. listen you just, no part of this no yep. they <laughs> no were all shit yep. they were like well listen no. uh, it's what's gonna have to happen if you don't pass it i'm like well i'm gonna pass it i might not be today or tomorrow but y'all ain't going in there like that <laughs> fuck that dude. yeah Catch it on something you know i mean all kinds of horrible things dude, come to mind i'm gonna get there is a shirt there is a shirt out there, and I am going to totally get it for Scott for live performance <laughs> stuff. And it is uh, Tom Hanks peeing in movies. <laughs> like, it shows where like he's that. like Forrest Gump, and he's like peeing, and he's all like his, his like weird smiley face. <laughs> he's in uh, The Green Mile. And he's got, and he's got, and he's down there pit, pissing off, off of his fucking knees in the driveway shit. Uh, 
I'm going to fucking get that shirt for you. Because I will wear it. Huh? I will wear it every time. Hell yes. I will, I will wear it. I yes. Wear it. We'll fucking sleeve it and fucking <laughs> sleeve it and fucking go metal with it. This is my style. You, you spoke well, yeah, it all. Dude, look, I mean, I yes. Mean, look, it's I the mean, only way. I mean. I, I, all, my, all my shirts have sleeves. sleeves gone. Yeah. Why? All my shirts have sleeves. I don't have any You have tattoos? Because I have I all do. the. I take the sleeveless. Places, but I feel, I feel naked. Without my sleeves, really? Yeah, I'm, even I'm a weird guy, man. I'm like, I mean, OCD you're right. I've never, like, you know, we never were, seen him without his sleeves. Not, never seen me without a shirt. Yeah, that's no, funny. We were talking about. that. We were talking we were, about that. Like, you know, he could almost go like without a shirt on, you know, because you're talking about. We were talking about keto, and I was like, yeah, yeah they were. Yeah, you were doing the keto like, diet. And shit. I don't think he'll ever go like, without well, dude, a shirt fucking, on. Nope. I'm like, I've if Chris is fucking doing keto, man, he's got to be getting fucking shredded. Yeah, and with well. When I was uh, young, I was a I was a boxer. Really? So, yeah, I, I I you know had the that reminds me of thin, a good joke. Thin, yeah. yeah. What is it? But yeah, we uh. I, but even then, shirts. I swim in shirts. Really? Not all the time. I swim in shirts too. That's I because mean, I'm a little. I get it, dude. I mean, people. Everybody has. Well, their I'm, thing, I'm dude. Irish, so and, and you melt. It, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like the sun. The hits, beacon, it's not blue, red. It becomes crimson. No, no tan. It's just. Burn, Burn and then back to white. Yeah, <laughs> that's what yep. it is. I get it. That's that's how Jay is and when we were kids. He's a, well, he would, he would burn. Like, I've known fucking, Jay's a, Jay yeah. is a fucking white walker. Yeah, he's oh, a I've known him so since fifth grade. In like and his with his gray hair now and his white hair. He he just he. I mean, white like, walker. Yeah, yeah, he looks albino almost. <laughs> and I love Jay. Don't get me wrong, but fuck. I mean, yeah, he would blister so bad. We would go to the pool and. He would be miserable. Even with a shirt, he would blister with a shirt on. Fuck. It was like, and how is know, this maybe, even possible? Maybe that's what it is. I, as a kid, I just got so used to wearing shirts. Now it feels weird not to. Not to. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, and I know a kid that did that, that blistered through a shirt one year, and it was fucking awful. And he had, like, fucking huge blisters on his mm-hmm. fucking, yeah, on his shoulders like this. Like, that's, as that's, big as a fucking saucer. Like, I'd, I'd rather not. Yeah. <laughs> and they were bad. Like, fuck that shit. And he went to school that way. Mm. Yeah, I would have to say I'm not sandpaper like sheets. Yeah. You know, oh, like yeah. that's the feeling. It's like just walking uh, around. Uh, they could be silk, yeah. and they would still feel sand like fucking sandpaper. Because you know, there is all the assholes out there that would just be like, "Hey, buddy, how'd that feel? How's that feel?" Yep, I'd murder somebody. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> that just fucking sucks. But you know, so. Obviously, after the the big goddamn metal show in in October, uh, Friday the thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth, and Saturday the fourteenth. <laughs> yes. Um, so, and in the studio for the new album because we got to get that done. What are twenty twenty four plans going for? Uh, actually, we're hoping to. We don't have an exact release date yet, but it will be. Uh, probably in the springtime of 2024. Okay. Uh, and then Hoping for April Fool's Day, but, you know, we're it, not it, 100 there yet. Right, because, I mean, we're still in the writing phase. And aiming. Like, uh, You're about six months away from that. We're aiming yeah. for that date. You know, with marketing and stuff like that coming, hopefully by January-ish, yep. you know, uh, we could start pushing out. Because we'd like to go, you know, of course, support the album, do a couple tours. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as long as and we don't get shut back down again. Yes. God really? Yeah. Uh, God. Yeah. You know. Uh, 
whoever whoever wants to support getting shut down again right. I, uh, at this no. point though we'll just play we'll play house shows yeah for sure like what we so, yeah. had to do years ago yep. yeah well, years push, ago yeah, we'll, so that's cool you know a couple of tours that's rad i know both our camps have kind of talked about that shooting videos is another good thing yep. for sure i know some people who might be interested in doing some of that too oh awesome yeah cool. so for sure dudes yeah so fuck it's, it's, it, i mean like yeah. we've got a whole plan that's yeah. uh it's, we're gonna enact it's secret. This, yeah it's, it's a secret, pretty but, uh, big you know I think it's 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 just all we've got yeah, some implement this some, whole some thing cool, some cool ideas that we're uh, we're we're mixing around you know uh, it's kind of approach to push the, the whole album. the whole it's idea a whole different a bit differently than what we did with the other ones yeah this one's this and one's it's uh, just a whole program that we're gonna you know enact when we get right. to it and it's, because you gotta you gotta do something different each time I think got to well this one's gotcha. and this one's kind of focusing on more of the digital domain kind mm. of thing uh, with yeah. the premise and how. Again, you know, we're uh, Gen X, so you know we we were there before computers, then during kind of the birth of computers, and then now, where you know everything's quantified. It went from sitting at the dinner table talking to each other about what's happening in to the watching world, TV, ha- to yeah. watching on your phones or yeah. on tablets or whatever. Watching TV, and, watching the phone. And yeah, I, I think it's become such an yeah. epidemic. You know, these are things that. You see in your own families, you see... Yeah. You know, we have one song even touched calls While We Were Silent, you know, that's kind of covers, like, this, all this stuff's happening while you're not looking, while you're not talking about it. You know, everything's going on. Right, and, and, and you and need to pay the attention. Whole, the it's, propaganda machine of yeah. pushing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1984. Yes. And, yeah, things and have lined up against living, us without li- us even knowing it's lined up against us because we've been, you know, just... Well, they shoved so much at into us. the phone yes. and into you know. So we don't yeah. know. We don't know who's doing what now. And right, and I think that's the ultimate thing. And 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 you know, is that the the real thing? Is this? It's like when you talk to your friends that like, because I'm sure you all have friends that are outside of the states. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, you've got friends who live in South America because of of being connected band-wise with them somehow. Yeah, yeah. Or you've got friends who live in Canada or Germany. abroad, Germany, whatever. And it's just like most of our fan base is in Germany. Right. <laughs> and getting to the point where it's just like when do you I don't know, when do you draw the line and say, "Okay, well, is it is it here only, or is it everywhere? Because it, I know it's everywhere, but it seems like it's more amplified on our own soil. I think it feels it's, like but it maybe is that's a lot more amplified on our are. own soil. I, I think it's, it's but it seems it's like, different. So, like if I, the propaganda machines are are, are like different to pressure is being place. applied differently. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have right. according like, to like region said, friends overseas in Russia and Germany, and they all have their own struggles. Yeah, and, yeah. and they're you know. I think, uh, like, the 1984 versus the time machine at that point. You know? Yeah. Like, it's the, here it might be, what they're pushing to them is everything outside of the world is bad. And then here it's pushing that everything, everything inside, inside is bad. Right. And it's kind of like, you know, it's yeah. like, here's the, all of these wildfires. While we're looking over there, they're sliding New, yeah, new the, bills and policies through that nobody knew about, you know. Right. And, 
and then you don't know about them until it's enforced, and that's too late. And then Ignorance it's, of right. the law. And that's just Ignorance like what we were talking bliss. about recently yeah. with the with like the uh, the sound ordinance shit in cities. Yeah. And I mean, Louisville's Wild. not the only city to do that. Fucking other places want to try and do that shit too. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of a double edged sword because. Does it force us to have matinee shows now? Does this right. does this force us to have metal shows that start at seven and are done by ten and have three bands? Which makes it even harder for, for bands some people. Like us. Yeah, for some people because you work all the fucking time. I know. Yeah, and then you know, if you get off work at seven, because that's another thing too. You know, we, there is no such thing as a forty-hour work week now for no. anybody. No. You know, if you've, you've got 40-hour work week, but you also got side hustles, or you also have, you know, you actually work 60 hours a week, and then if you and get then, off by the certain time and your entire fan base can't show up till 9. Right. And you Because they're all doing nine. it, too. Yeah. Because they're all doing it, yeah. and everybody's on the grind. Yeah. It could be detrimental yeah. to our entire thing. Right. It, it absolutely can be. It'll go back to... Uh, the the COVID area, you know, when we were doing live shows Via, online, yeah, online and from yep. their own homes and, and not, happy that's hour, that's not the same. Yeah, you know, I teach, I, I talking to my kids and, and Scott's been here too because it's doing the same thing with his. We talk about, you know, they're like, why would I go to a concert when I can just watch it on YouTube and not have hmm. to leave, or why would I go to a concert when I can just you know, watch it on Facebook Live, you know. Because I mean? it's the experience. Pause and, and then I took, uh, you know, both kids to the show. They grew up around music, you know. Right. They were going to shows at 12, 10, and... Yeah, when it was acceptable for them to go. Whenever you're standing in front of a speaker and it's beating your chest in. Feel it. Just, that You can't do that. It's an experience YouTube. that you have to yeah. visually you, and, you, yeah, you, you know, and take in. Once you feel that, it, it changes you. It's, it's watching an artist, you know, you're watching them create perform. art and yeah. perform. And it, and it's different it's, every time because, you know, we're not robots. Yeah. Right. Or holograms. So it's... All that time's the, coming. The yeah, human, it's, it's the the human aspect of the music is what makes it beautiful. AI, yeah, I, mean, it really I agree. Until, until AI starts writing the songs and AI starts doing uh, uh, the musical, you know, comp- compositions, it, you won't be able to experience anything like a live performance. No. I don't think there's anything Even, that, yeah. as an art, you can't take that away. No. I mean, that, you, know, you have to experience it to understand it. And as an so. artist, you need to perform, too. That is, you know, you know live, yeah, live performances. Almost, I agree. You, you know, it's something it's that we need. It's, it's, yeah, it's something that you yearn do. for. Yes. And I think ultimately for all of these bands that say all of these COVID creation bands, the ones where they got to, they didn't necessarily, they could have got together online and done some stuff. It could have been a one man thing or one person thing, I should say. And just uh, had done the deal where they wrote and recorded everything and dropped it. And now two or three years later, they want to play it live. Right. So, but it was something that they never thought they ever wanted to do. And now it's like a lot of bands are doing that A lot of super groups. Yeah. And I love that. And I absolutely love that. Well, it was like Max was in like 25 bands. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And now, I mean, they're back out with the brothers are doing it again. Right. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) 
presents Haunt and Hellfire No Sleep Till Death Starting Thursday, August 24th, 2023 at Reverb Lounge in Omaha with select dates in Chicago, Detroit, Newport, Indianapolis, Brooklyn, Wallingford, Philadelphia, Washington, Atlanta, Pensacola, Lafayette, and more. Check listings on Facebook and the Haunt the Nation Fan No sleep till death. When you guys actually get together to practice, we, you know, how does that work for you all? Do you all just totally like, do you send out like one day a week and you're going to be there for like six hours or? We do Sundays and uh, Sunday five to what about five to nine? About five to nine. Yeah. Okay, so uh, about yeah, a good four, yeah, we, three we and a half, four block. hour block. Yep. Obviously, because you know you got to spill the tea at first. You got to get in and get acquainted. Absolutely. And you know, hey, how have you been this past week or whatever? You know, because Catching you up. all live fairly far apart. Far apart. Yeah. You know, because you're. Well, I don't. I. We practice at my house. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm the lazy one. So you've got the studio in the basement. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's in a back room of the house. Okay, yeah, cool. So you've got it. Damn, man, you're like putting it all up on the front in the front porch and shit. Well, Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it, it's, back porch. I've got it. Uh, it's not soundproofed. It's sound uh, dead enforced. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's not it's sound enforced. Like you come over, I'm sure as shit enforcing my foot in your ass. Well, well, anyway, uh, Pretty much. Not that we like to party per se, but I have a, a rather large PA that we karaoke through as well. Oh at, yeah, at our parties. They're, they're you do the. And, do you do the karaoke? Do you? Yeah. Are you the karaoke master, I, I, or been, do you yeah, actually sing as MC. well? I, 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 I do. I do. I dabble. You I dabble. dabble. Do dabble. you? Do you do like? Death metal vocals on songs without that don't have death metal vocals. No, like maybe I, one I'm, more time. I'm more of a true a, to the song. Yeah, really. I'm more of a pop guy. Yeah. Really? I, I like oh yeah. The 80s synth wave. Nice, dude. Uh, we do some uh, like some flock of seagulls. Oh, Beastie oh, yeah, Boys. Yeah. You yeah, know, we, we, we do, do a little yeah. bit, of, a little bit yeah. of everything. In the the house, new style. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when it comes to karaoke, I'll kamikaze. I'll do Taylor Swift. I don't care. That's funny. It's usually yeah, stuff from our childhood. It is, uh, dude. You yeah. should do Nostalgia Taylor songs. Swift fucking death metal style and film it and put it on the eulogy. We've talked about Facebook doing uh, some eighties, you know, yep. synth pop or you eulogy know, doing, does the eighties. Yeah, we, we talked about doing a whole oh, collaboration wow. on it, yep. hope, dude. You should, man. That would be some funny in excess, shit. a little, you know, uh, you safety know, some dance. Of the, yeah, was, oh yeah. man, even uh, time after time by yeah. Cindy Lauper. Hey, oh hey, wow! Hey, so we we probably surprise a lot of people like you know yeah. we like earlier you were like you would have figured he was a country guy but more i'm a, I'm a blue i'm a bluegrass guy I love really blue, oh love bluegrass fucking that's we awesome do. though my, I, my but, you're, but you said you were from eastern kentucky so well, it makes yeah. makes good sense oh the first instrument i started to play was a banjo Right. I learned that first. And, I learned the meat. Uh, so do you still know how to play? I didn't become very good at it. My claw my claw hammer is not so great. I wasn't great, good at the meat uh, flute I, I can finger pick. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what I love about it, honestly, is getting into the style of playing 
and knowing that like you know you could go with claw hammer two or three finger and 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 whatnot and actually hearing what people are doing Yes. Like when you hear somebody play claw hammer, it's a difference and it's a difference and you can hear the difference with two finger and three finger. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool because, and that's the only instrument that I've ever been able to pick that out. Yeah, on. And you can tell the difference between, you know, are they using finger picks or are they using or just fingertips or, or, or the, the just their nails? Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's pretty neat stuff, man. Like if, once you dive into the, the whole culture of that too, it's, it's a whole different scene unto itself. Oh, yeah. And what I really think is awesome about, like, metal today is, you know, there is such a multitude of multi-instrument inclusion. Like, there are uh, mandolins and banjos and and acoustics and synth pop and all of that stuff that is in metal today, which I think is rad as fuck. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, you know, you were were joking about the... uh, uh, what is it, the ganjo or whatever? Oh, yeah, uh, the banjotar. Banjotar, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's a six string banjo or it's a six string guitar with a with banjo a, body with a banjo yeah. body, and that's a fucking rad thing. And that's like why I've always loved like the sitar in like Paint It Black. Oh, and, yeah, dude, that, and the experimentation back then that's that's the one thing I think is a lost art now is. Not so much now, like you said, that a lot of people are incorporating. Th- well, with the technology now, you know that we have at our disposal. Yes, you can play around with full orchestras. Oh yeah, guys like us now. Now we don't have to pay, you know, seventeen thousand dollars a day to have a partial core, like you know, partial uh, a symphony in your in in the studio in your show or right. anything like that. Yeah, and yeah, like 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 Dimu, you know, those cats would, you know, they hire full. Full on, you know, yes. orchestras, and now we can do it. You can do it in your bedroom. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. And think of how that also affects other industries. Like you know, Scott, we were talking uh, when we broke for a minute for you know how you watch old films. You know, old cheesy, fucking crazy, fucking eighties, nineties, uh, fucking uh, B rated, <laughs> B to Z rated, B cinema. to C. Oh, I mean, I've seen some real fucking doozies out there. So, like, the movie Body Slam. I don't uh, think I've seen Body Slam. Body Slam is good because it has Roddy Piper in it. I've seen Body Slam. It's it's early. It's early 90s, actually. Oh, okay. And he's in a tag team, and he's being managed by a guy who also manages a band. And they they (laughs) play music. Uh, they play uh, rock music in the ring before the wrestling shows, and it's like this whole big thing, you know. And it's it's a good film. It's, I'm gonna check that one out. Body, yeah, Body Slam. Body, Body Slam. Slam. Yeah, it's really good. Evil Bong. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and and think about how you know, like exactly what you're saying now with how that affects independent film and shit. Oh yeah. And making music videos because ultimately, fucking. You could go out and make a 10-minute independent film slash music video on your shot on your iPhone. Yeah. And because believe me, some of the Metal Forge shit that I'm doing is being edited on an iPhone. Yeah. And you know, because it's the convenient thing to do these days, and it gives everybody the the technological fucking uh, power to do it while it's 
right there at your yep. hand and in, in, in as quick as you can do it. Yeah, you know, I heard somebody the other day fucking equate it to fucking Dr. Malcolm in Jurassic Park about you stood on the backs of geniuses and you did and you, you know, you did this and you did this. And before you thought to know if you think you, that you should, you didn't ask to think if you if you or whatever, if you should or whatever. Yeah, what the fuck ever the line is. Yeah, yeah, he knows it, and and honestly, yeah, it does kind of feel that way with the techno, uh, you know, it's with all much. the apps and shit. Yeah, it's almost too much. Yeah, because and then you get so many different variations of everything, and yeah. it, it, it's such a touch tone digital thing now well that's what we're like earlier we were talking yeah. about gear you know and it's one of those deals where uh, the one-man band like back in the day you know to be a one-man band it took a lot more it took a lot of effort to be that guy now we got an app for that drums and then play the guitar and play the bass and then and then put it all together and and then you had to learn how to engineer and now you can go on you know your your daw and then open up a, a digital bass yeah. and play some MIDI notes and then tell it the rest of the song. It'll, it'll create it for you. It'll map it out, yeah. And then, you know, you do the same with the drums and, you you know, there's literally a lot of easy drums. And, you know, <laughs> I'm waiting for the day that in metal that happens because I don't think it necessarily has happened much, if, if at all, in metal. I know with the drums, yes. Yeah, the prog metal stuff. Uh, I know with drums, yes, but when it actually comes to bass... And guitar and stuff like that. I don't think it's reached that point where a lot of metal people are are necessarily doing that, as as pop music does. No, no nowhere near. Well, They're fringe. Probably. Yeah, nowhere near that amount. Yeah, or I, or I, a fringe contingent. You know. But yes. For the most part, it's not. We a actually had a conversation. It's coming. I'm sure. We had a conversation about this at practice the other day. We were talking about how the way that music is written now is in such a different climate than what we're used to as musicians. Right. Like, you know, you know, you'll listen to some of the you know, interviews and stuff that on, on crazy different amounts of podcasts. I, I'm a nerd when it comes to that stuff, but you can, you can hear a, like the like insider stuff with some of these big producers and you know, they're like, you may think that this is that drummer playing on that album. But it's not. Right. He couldn't. He showed up drunk. He couldn't play it. We gave him credit, but somebody else, a session guy, came in and did that. Or we programmed the drums. Uh, a lot of the stuff now that maybe there's not the programmed guitars and bass yet, but as far as that goes, they will do. Uh, and there's a program. Like session players, yeah. yeah. Well, there's also a program now, a guitar pro. Yes. That you can tab out, you know, by a computer, you know, you tap in, you know, the notes and stuff and write a whole song that way. And then, but you'll have to go back and like you said, you'll have to learn how to play what you typed out. Right. Well, and now with the AI, this is one of the things that has happened with that is where now there, people are starting to sample guitar tone. Yeah. Of their, like, of their pressure of playing, like, this A chord. Axe effects, you know, you yeah. can do it through that. Or you can and kim, the f- kim, and what they're doing is they're taking the, the AI and writing the song. Okay, you're adding, you know, 
X amount of milliseconds of delay in each of the notes. Mm-hmm. And, and it essentially... humanize it. Yeah, and it tries to humanize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's scary fucking shit. It, it really is. It really you know, is. And, and then it makes the people who actually play guitar and bass and and drums, you know, well, you, di- you know dinosaurs. Especially like drummers, you know, and I understand the plight of, you know, why did I, why did I spend 30 years of my life trying to learn how to play these things whenever I can, or some kid can go in now and just tab it out. Or say... Write a song that sounds like so and so and X and and D, and there it is. And there it is. It and or you know it. You know, fucking. What would it sound like if Mr. Krabs was singing or whatever? Yeah, it'll 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 make it happen. And I think though, I think that's one thing that that it'll never be able to accomplish. Soul. No. And I think that's where uh, for I'd say. The last ten year period, and we talked about this a lot too, is is when you start to go into things like click tracks and you start to get into that conversation within the band and talk about, you know, slapping it to the grid and and doing everything you know to where it's perfect. Well, for the last ten years, if you've heard a metal album, it's perfect. Yes. And as people, it we know it's wrong because. It's absolute. It's it's impossible to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whenever you make it perfect, it loses its soul. I watched the episode. Uh, can't remember the cat's name, but he actually took a John Bonham track, and he gritted it, and it sounded like shit. Yeah, because, because it was all over the map, all and it, over the place. Yeah. And when you grit it, it lost every bit of John Bonham. That was in that drum track. Yes. And I do believe that that's a thing. And ultimately, with what you had just said, in metal today, like especially major metal, you know, that's where bands, they release albums and they almost become forgettable. So quick. So quick. And it loses its magic, I guess. Yeah, because now it's all exposed. Yeah. You know, and it's okay. It's okay to use samples. It's okay to use, you know, grids. It's okay to It is. to, to track, you know, 85 guitar tracks, group it together and then pick the best ones and comp it all and you know, it's it's so it basically the the track that you end up with. That's a lot of guitar tracks to take. Yeah. Status and then, quo. and then to snatch it all together to make it one perfect one. Yes. It's like there's you know, and then have to replicate that. You know, yeah, they're they that live same band. Wonder why you sound so thin? Right, right, right. That's I mean, that's the the sad thing. That's what's going on now. You is go because too far. Anybody? Yeah, some bands just go it. too far, and make it too code, and it loses its so. You got to find that in the middle. Well, anybody can do it of, now. You remember back in the day, you had special guys that. Yeah, you had engineers. You had, to go, you to, had to go to shout studios, to, to, and you had to go to you know to yeah. learn their you know their craft just as much as a yep. guitar player would sit down and have to put everything that they had into learning their instrument. Yes, absolutely. You had sound a guy engineers, who, and your sound guy was that way, and that's like, what I believe. Like Mike is like with his sound. It's just sound dedicated. Yeah. yeah, he knows so fucking much, and he he has such a. Like it's a defined ear. Yes, like the the quality ear. of his ear is so four K's out. Four K, dip it. Yeah, he's like <laughs> something's not right, and he's like, 
I don't know what it is, but it, it sounds like you're getting too much mid here. Try this. And he's like, try taking your low down just a little bit. And it's like, boom, fixed. And it's like, and he is like super fucking articulate about it. Yeah. That's, that's, and that's I, what I love about like doing the, the in ear business with him oh, is yeah. because he's got it set to a fucking T to where it's like, okay. Don't here, touch it. This don't touch it. Here it is. He's like, <laughs> All right, now we have to just basically partially adjust to each room, and that's it. Well, speaking speaking of in ears, I'm kind of curious to ask you how you feel about the the hoopla that's going on now with like backtracks. Oh God, I mean that's a that's a big debate right now. It right? is, yeah. and I have been and I have clammed the fuck up about it. <laughs> uh, don't put the spotlight on me. That's no, my, no, this no. This is my show, damn it. I, I ask no, 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 no. You can totally ask. And I and I will say that uh, when it comes to it, I've been in a band that has done both. I think there's an extent. I think there's an extent to, to backing tracks. Yes. And it's cool for aesthetic. But whenever you're... When you're using thing, sound, when you're using sounds to enhance what is already being played... That's different. That's yeah. different. Like if I'm using a soundbite from Marv from Sin City. Right. You know, talking about it's blood for blood and by the gallons. Because you can't hire him to come do that at every show. No. So I'm going to I'm gonna set it to the click to where it plays to where I know where it's going to play every single night I play right. that song. Because that's ultimately where we're going to be that... There's obviously a bit of looseness because you're never going to be 100% all the time. And you don't want to be anyway. No, and you don't want to be because, you know, there's times where, you know, I do have uh, certain effects that kick in at certain times. Right. Uh, you know, for uh, for my voice and for my bass. And, you know, Todd does too. And Todd can actually switch when he needs to. But I don't have that capability because it's all set in there, so in, you have in the to rig. Be. So when it when my part hits where I have to switch, I have to be at that part. Right. So there is that, which is cool, and I dig that. And it, but it adds a whole other level of because I'm there, and I, it's forcing me to actually count better, right? And to be in the moment more, and still be able to count. I was because that, that's what we're kind of curious about because we we don't use in ears no but we're very curious about in ears and because that's where we're trying to devil into more of that realm of entertainment yes you know and you know you, you hear all of the entertaining band well in the past I think that as like metal was not very forgiving when it came to certain things right. Uh, you write your own music. You don't have collabs. You don't have co-writers. It's changing now because, uh, you know, it's been done in pop forever. It's been yeah. done in country forever. You know, you have eight or nine people writing on the same song. Right. And now, and, and metal was kind of taboo, you know. Oh, I think it still is a, a, to, a a, degree, to a degree. You know. But, you know, like Overload has a song called 1984. And, you know, just as much people. as we were talking about that earlier... Uh, I didn't write those lyrics. That's the first and and only song that has had a non-member of Overload write lyrics and and it be a song. And they're they're lyrics from RT Kraken from Rifle and cool. And I totally dug the lyrics and he said, "Hey, I don't think this will work for us. Maybe maybe you all can do it." 
and I read them and I was like, holy fuck, these are amazing. And it's almost like I immediately wrote the fucking, the chorus riff as soon as I read the chorus. Well, and see, that's what it kind of is, which is amazing that I'm glad that you say that because in, you know, in the, in the bigger arenas, Mm -hmm. Uh, It happens all the time. It's just hush-hush because it's taboo. But it happens a lot more than most people think. Oh, yeah. You know, they've got, you know, teams of writers that work with certain producers, you know. Right. We're talking big label guys that are, they kind of force that because they know what a hit is. We don't know what a hit is because we've never had a hit. Well. (laughs) So it's kind of like, there's a science to it. There is. And, but. It's not a sign. I I don't necessarily think it's the science like it was back in the fifties and sixties. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's uh, and and, yeah. and and stuff like that. When it when it was the fifties and sixties and things caught like wildfire, that was a different thing because it actually caught like wildfire. Then when the suits got involved in the in the in the late sixties and seventies, that's when it became you know very profiteering very. Yeah, yeah, very profiteering, very... Um, give me 12 more just like that one. Yeah, give me 12 more just like that one. Manufactured. Where, yeah, it was. It became more manufactured, and but not only was it manufactured, it was sold as. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah it's that, like, this is what we're pushing. This is what the next big thing is. Hey, we're the monkeys. Which is why I, you know, I, I, I yeah. think that's why it became taboo, because metal is... It's, it's, I'm going to do it a, my fucking way. It's, the last right. it's supposed to be... I'm going to do it my way. You, I, you know, screw a label. Like, we literally say in one of our songs, you know, uh, it's uh, Axe to Grind. It's, yeah, fuck uh, your money. Fuck your money. Fuck your, fuck your fame. fame. Yeah. Because We're not all built the same. And that's... we I Specifically, that game. song is written about us, you know, being at our age, still doing it because we love it. You know, we don't have to be rock stars. Right. You know, I don't even think I want to be a rock star. Well, <laughs> the I money mean, would be nice. Well, I mean, <laughs> would it though? That's the thing. I Actually, mean, it changes you. Look at all uh, the yeah the fans. Yeah, what, look what do you the, lose to get it? Look at the black and yellow album. Yeah, exactly. It, exactly. So, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to switch over to the derailed segment. You all kind of got this before. It was a general profile questions before when you were here. Uh, four and a half years ago, but these I pull from random decks of cards oh, on my phone, so they're about anything. Right. And cool. I and I have been in this fuck all mood like oh, since I turned forty a few months ago. It's fun stuff, right? It really is. Like I, it's like been the most eye opening moments of my life. Things start falling off. It hurts to get out of bed. Oh no, it's dude. I'm I'm a huge guy. It always hurts to get it out of hurt, bed, man. It hurts it to does. breathe. Yeah, you look at beer and you have a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Uh, Fatty McGee, you know, from Adam Sandler. Right. Yep. That that was you throw that, your back out taking a dump. Yeah, <laughs> dude. No, no, I never. The out. only way I throw my back out taking a dump is when I'm doing an upper decker. Oh lord! <laughs> stub, stub your toe. You got to miss a week of work. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> See, this is derailed. This derailed is exactly what it is. So the first question is: Is in your in your opinion, do you feel that uh, the death penalty is unconstitutional? No. No. I, I think the death penalty is there for a reason. There is evil in this world that uh, you know creates and does these things that 
at the end of the day, you know, if you're going to take a life, I think that, you know, your life has been canceled, especially if it's in a violent, you know, in heinous manners. Right. But there, like murderers. Yeah, and, murder. And there, there are gray and, areas, but I, I don't, I, I do think, you know, for me, the death penalty is not, you know, it's something that needs to be on the table because if people will do just about anything. And if there's no recourse for their actions, you know, then these things will and then more what? living in fruit. living in overpopulated prisons and mm-hmm. and until they're you know living on the system until they're like 90 years old and shit in prison yeah. i mean you i know, mean because you know there's there's gonna be that person i'm sure there is it's gonna be a 90 year old person in prison because he's he's ineligible for fucking parole or she uh, and if you get I mean, I if you get triple yeah. life sentences yeah yeah you're there yeah no. yep and they have good health care. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, because it's state health. Right. <laughs> I agree. All right. Uh, question two. Does life always require a purpose and a goal? Yes. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely goal-oriented. Yeah. Uh, what, goal what do you think it is for you now? Now, uh, yeah. my purpose is to, uh, you know, be there for my family and to, you know, be the best version of myself for all my all my people, you know, and my goal is to continue being the best version, you know, that's for me. Fuck yeah, man. I second that. That's pretty good. That is, dude. I'm go with he's what he like, said. he I'm was go with cool. what he said. What the fuck, man? Like Scott became like a fucking like. He's him? been a sleeper this whole fucking night. He's just like, yeah, man. You see him put his little toga on. Yeah, he's like all philosophizing. And- yeah, I know. And he's like fucking like now he's saying the most articulate fucking shit in the world. Right. He, he just became Aristotle barely holding it together, guys. Out space rocks. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you worry about the amount of closed circuit television that you are in daily? Fuck yes. Is there what from everything oh, like, I like mean, surveillance television, Walmart, oh, no, facial recognition? It it bothers me that uh, they're collecting this data and for what reason and extent, and you know it's everywhere now. I've, I was even talking to a friend. He's like, you know, you go out on the river on a boat. Don't think for a second that, you know, you're in a lot of spots that you're not where there's a camera somewhere or something even there. On what the was the, under a bridge yeah, like, facing the river? What was there. the Will Smith movie? Um, that that's all it was. A, it was Enemy about, of the state. Enemy of the state. Yes. About all that the surveillance. A, yeah. I mean, I mean, we've been warned. Yep. We've been knowing it's going on for how many? Yeah, how long? Since now? 1948, yeah. and right. with uh, a database with, to with 1984. Yeah. yeah, with wiretaps. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm just saying Thought since police. the oh, since, since the since the book 1984 came out. And what was the big fear then? And now they they know that They've we done know. It. Yeah. They know that we know. They don't even care. No anymore. No. There's and no hiding it anymore. Oh no, care. because like I them. work in a storefront, and we have surveillance. Mm-hmm. You know, inside and out. So, yeah, I totally get that. And I'm on that all day. And where that goes, I don't know. But here's one of the things I'll tell you is really fucking interesting is when you go through the self-checkout at Walmart and say you don't ring up the bag of dog food under the cart because you did it on accident, not because you're doing it maliciously. Right. But 
you know, they've got that camera on your face right there. And then they've got all the cameras on the stores watching everything. And they will see that you didn't ring up your dog food. And now because you're using, it's all cashless, they're seeing, they're getting your information from your debit card purchase, your address, and they will send you a receipt in the mail for the dog food that you didn't see, purchase. That's what, that's what scares me about that too, is the, the fact that you can go onto Google and search a term and then go to social media. And it's right there in your ads. And your ad sense is going to push it through. And that's scary. I mean, that's a thought right there that, okay, well, if it understands that, and now I go like, the whole idea that they're listening to everything that does not that doesn't bother me because we're you know we're nobodies you know what i'm saying right. of course they're flagging stuff but it doesn't really that's not please necessarily god that stop we're looking that up every day man right i can't see <laughs> no more i cannot i cannot unsee I this do not care but about i think it's it. more of the like the digital like you're talking about they send you a check you know a, a bill a receipt for that. yeah and the thing that they getting rid of the monetary value of paper and moving to the digital dollar scares the ever-loving shit out of me. Right. Because they control it. You ate too much this week. You can't purchase no more food. Yeah. You, you uh, know, we you're don't not like authorized your to go to you the next sector. Sugar. Your you, money won't, your card will be shut right, off you, if you, you leave this sector. I couldn't go over to the interview because I didn't pay my toll from the last three times that I was in Indiana. And this? now I can't go from Kentucky to Indiana. This is a suspicious right. purchase. You're going to be because they, uh, yeah, this frozen is a suspicious purchase. Did you make for it? two days? Because not this only is, did they, yeah. you know, they control, you know, the, the money right there, but at that point, who says that they can't shut down your electric car? This is a malicious Facebook post. We're freezing your account right now. You are on. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna start using those what? as sound bites. <laughs> Well, it's like they, they he's just so head. deadpan, fucking saying. You are now in jail. <laughs> Facebook, Mark Dude, Zuckerberg is coming to get you. Think of this. Think of fucking demolition man, where the fucking uh, I would get fined for saying fuck right, yeah, right now. Yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. dude, that's that's the scary shit. And that's gonna happen, man. That's gonna happen. Maybe not in my lifetime. Dude, they say that flying cars are coming out next year in mass production. They say. They say. They say. Yeah. Same ones the collecting the information from the closed big car circuit. Companies. Uh, really? There was one car. There was one manufacturer in California that actually got the FAA to approve the vehicle, and it looks kind of like Google it, man. It's cool stuff. It looks like a big drone. That yeah. You can, it's one man. Oh, but it has like fucking like these weird little fins. And yeah. It actually. Yeah, I did see that. And they say that this manufacturer's already got you know a line of billionaires or whatever lined up that are gonna fucking purchase one. And if they purchase them and that becomes a thing, then the other manufacturer car manufacturers will have to keep up what were those cars the car back in the 70s that they like they had happen. all the celebrities that wanted to buy one but they were like crazy ugly like the town and country or no it was, it was like the thing there was like the something thing. yeah there was a Volkswagen yeah thing. there was one car that the I mean, thing like Sammy Davis Jr. The, had yeah like the, it was like the duck yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, uh, is there a combination of food that you like that you think other people would think was weird? Yeah. I eat ranch on everything. Yeah, but a lot of people do that. I don't think you're in a minority with that what anymore. What about mayonnaise and french fries? I, I do that. That's, that's good. That's a northern thing. My wife is that, is that a northern thing? Yeah, my wife likes because their, I know it's also like a on potatoes, like, like Holland, yeah. Holland and German yeah. thing. There's, there's a huge Holland population in Michigan where she's from, so that makes sense. That, yeah, that, yeah. What would, what, I would have yeah. to. I don't know what that would actually be called. A huge Holland population. Yeah. Hollandish Holland Hollandaise sauce. Hollandaise. Uh, Hollandaise. <laughs> Hollandaise. <laughs> <laughs> Hollanders. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to give a bunch of hate mail now. Uh, no shit. We all are. Uh, I love all the people from Holland. Okay. Yeah. I mean, no, no I, I can tell a lot of people like from the South wouldn't do the mayonnaise thing on the fries. But, I, but the first mayonnaise place on I the chicken, though. So it. that's weird. What's that? They do mayonnaise on the chicken, though, down South. That is a huge yeah, I white like sauce. It's, it's I do, a, too. It's a white sauce that they do on fried like you know, chicken, and they dunk it after it's done in a white sauce. But it's, it's not like bechamel, though? It's mayonnaise-based. It's kind of funky. Oh, wow. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, I a, didn't know that. And it's a, like, I you mean, a Alabama. Like, yeah, yeah, so that sounds amazing. I'm going to have to go tour in Alabama yeah. for the, for the rat Alabama food. Alabama white sauce. We got it when we was in. Yep. Dude, that sounds like a fucking a metal song. Alabama white sauce. I got some Alabama. Kentucky white sauce. Got some Alabama white sauce. I call dibs. Um, on the Kentucky white sauce. <laughs> so, what for you, Scott? What is your weird food combination? Uh, I mean, I like peanut butter and chili, but that's not really that weird. You know, peanut no, I think for some. Well, chili is a well. No, that is weird. I will say this: my brother loves it, and I have grown to love it too. But with caveat, but uh, also with the chili. That's a real weird subject. No, no, no. I, you with don't beans. talk about noodles. No, we're, we're beans with noodles. Beans. No noodles. No, no noodles. noodles. That's not that's no, that's, that's spicy that's spaghetti. Spaghetti with yeah, I mean with chili. Peppers well, see, in my it. mom always put spaghetti noodles in there to make it go farther. I know why. Yeah, that that actually. But I love chili over rice also. I which is like never a, had chili. Which I know people like use sour cream and chili too. I, I, I sour cream yeah. chili. Yeah. Yeah. Um, chili. But uh, the peanut butter and chili is okay. It's pretty good. Use get me get me now. This is the fat. This is the Metal Forge Cookbook series. <laughs> Use the honey peanut butter oh. in your chili. Oh, that's that sounds good. I could have you that. ever eaten a peanut butter? Have you ever have you ever heard of the thing where people mix peanut butter and like uh, pancake syrup? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's an that's an Eastern Kentucky. That's yeah. an Eastern Kentucky yeah. thing, yes. And uh, down in like the hills of Tennessee, even, yeah, yeah, because that's where my mom got it. We'll from. do it with Cairo syrup too. Yes, exactly, and that's what it tastes like. If you oh. put that the the honey oh. the honey peanut butter in your chili, it tastes like you're eating. A like a peanut butter sandwich with the peanut butter and syrup. Oh, no, see mix. That, that's that's good, primo. Shit. You ever had stuff. it on like a fried spot. bread? Fried bread in the carrot. Oh peanut yeah, butter? Oh, so good. Yep. yep. Damn. See, uh, <laughs> for me, I'll go ahead and uh, I like a lot of weird shit, but I like a lot of like fucking like hot sauce on like every fucking thing. Uh, so my grandpa would uh, his go to fishing snack. Was peanut butter, bologna, 
and horseradish. Oh my goodness, that's a weird mix. That's a wild one right there. And it's I love fucking all amazing. You win on white bread. <laughs> on white bread, just just on huh. just on a sandwich. And you should try it. It's fucking amazing. Send nice. me the recipe. I'm gonna I go will. back and listen to this episode. Yeah. And then, you know, the horse. Gonna... Now is it horseradish? Like spread? Yes. Okay. Yeah, like like uh, horseradish mustard. Okay. Yeah, hmm. the white mustard, yeah, the spicy shit. Dig it. But it is. But with the peanut butter, I don't know what it is because it adds that fucking thickness to it. Because peanut butter is yeah. great. And, and bologna taste. And, and and I'm a whore when it comes to fucking bologna and shit. <laughs> like. I don't fucking get like Oscar Meyer or any of that shit. It's like fucking bar s. Bar, no, the cheapest bologna. Yes, it's the cheapest red uh, fucking <laughs> yes. And I like thick cut bologna anyways. Yeah. Uh, and if it's thin cut, I will get like two slices and make it thick oh, bologna. <laughs> but like that is a fucking sandwich that's like bam. And I I want to try it with toast. Actually, I bet it's even better with toast. I bet it is. Yeah, Definitely. for sure. I can do that. So, damn, dudes, that's four already. We have like fucking like one more question. Uh, but well, before we do, we don't hide nothing, right? But before we do, as always, links are listed below. So please give it a like, share, and a follow. Go find these guys on Facebook, Instagram, Bandcamp, wherever the fuck they are. Go fucking follow them. Go buy merch on Bandcamp. Go see these fuckers at a show because they all kick ass. I love these motherfuckers, and I have for years from the fucking first moment I met all of you guys, you know, and I just love having you all on, you know, and I'm glad that it's been four and a half years and it shouldn't have been four and a half years. I should have had you all on before that, but we all get fucking busy and there was a fucking pandemic in the middle of it. Right. So they say, which is really when this happens and (laughs) people are going to be seeing you all at the big goddamn metal show at 21st and at 21st in Germantown. But before we get to it, do you have any shout outs y'all want to give today? Shout outs. Shout out to Jay and shout out to Marlon. Absolutely. And you guys, the other band dudes. Uh, We're all friendly. You know, shout out uh, to all um, the sledgeheads, man, out there. All the, Thank all you the fans out there that keeps loving us and yeah. at least yeah. turning and listening to us, man. Thank you. Thank all you for the, all uh, that. Thanks to the Metal Forge for having us. Oh, yeah, thank no, you, man. Thanks, Mark. Mark you know, good ah, conversations. Good conversations. Oh, dude, it's because you know we go back and and it's and and I love when I can have like dudes like you on here and do shows like this in long form, you know, base interviews like last uh, or not maybe not last week. Uh, depending on when this is going to drop, I'm thinking it's going to be this Friday. Uh, <laughs> by the time maybe, we're recording. Uh, but you know, Phil and Darren from uh, Misery Machina came in, and it was like a two-hour interview. The dudes from Rifle came in, and it was like a three-hour interview. the The dudes from Temptations Wings came in, and we did like a two-hour interview. You know, because when they were here on tour and shit, and you know, Nate, you know, nasty fucking Nate. Oh, <laughs> hey, Nate. Yeah. He, he was here, and it was like a two and a half hour episode. So yeah, he's got stories. He does, and he's gonna be coming back soon. Now that he's living back up here, right on. Love it. So fucking yeah, man, I'm I'm totally digging it. And thank you all for always being there. You know, thank you all for fucking like always picking up a, for a good show and saying, dude, we're just too busy. Or yeah, dude, that sounds fucking awesome. Let's do it. I mean, I mean, we, I mean this is this is you know what we do. We love it. 
You know, yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't keep doing. And I think next year, you know, that's that needs to be a thing. It needs to be fucking overloading eulogy on on a fucking South Run. Hey, let's do. Let's, I would love let's that. do a week. Let's do a week run, man. Yeah. I know Mike. I know Mike. Gotta get down, down I know a couple. I got no Florida FDMS, spots, man. Yeah, the FDMS. Uh, yeah. Down there is. Is they amazing. Guys, They're amazing. For sure. Oh yeah. Uh, Brian and the I Butcher, said earlier. Shout out to Brian the Butcher and, and McCoy and uh, Blood of Angels and them. And Blood of Angels. Actually, yeah. They uh, that they're friends of the show Bush. and everything. See that? Yeah. There's, Johnny I mean, the scene Knuckles. Down here is really good. You know, they're they're all necro rot. Uh, three yeah. three knuckles deep. Uh, uh, the guys from Lineage. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mind virus. Sam King. Dude, and it's all lineage down there because they're all of the fucking, all of the people that grew up on the original FDMS. Yeah. Yeah. They carry yeah. the torch, man. And they, they're, like I said, really good people. Now, every, everywhere we've been. But yeah, man. I mean, and that's what it's all about. And like, you know, because I just had to cut because of Jason calling because. It's all about that. It's all about the scene unity and shit. And dude, if we if we do do that go down south thing like we're talking about, I know he's we got a place in Asheville to play and all of that shit. Because and I know with fucking Shade Beast in fucking Atlanta area. Fuck man. Oh hey, if we yeah, get up there. That's a Friday in, in Atlanta. Yeah. And Saturday and we got Tampa. Um, we yeah. got um, uh, you know Nate. You know in Virginia. I mean Nate's great. Yeah. He's a great oh, yeah. guy Nate too. Atkins, man. Yeah. yeah he's, Really Everywhere we've been, divided. it's really been, you know, accommodating. Everybody's been yeah. really nice. I don't think we've been to no, a town, have. you know, that had somebody that wasn't that wasn't kind. Yeah, the metal's oh, a, yeah, the metal scene yeah. everywhere it kicks is ass, amazing. and it that's does. what I love about really the metal does. scene is because of that. It's the camaraderie. I mean, there yeah. is, it's a beautiful thing, man. Oh, definitely, I love it. So, here it is. The down and the dirty. The final question of the day, and these go like I said anywhere. And I want to know who and why. I'm adding the why. It is a setup here. It is. <laughs> it's a setup for sure. Is your celebrity crush? Oh, Selma Hayek. That's always been my celebrity crush. That's easy. Dusk of Dawn. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, the new Desperado but, for Desperado her. Too. Yeah, that's when I first got introduced to her. Probably a new one. It'd be uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. I don't Interesting. Know. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence for me just seems like, like a pretty, age. you know, somebody uh, down to earth that, uh, you know, I probably could connect with. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah right. I, I hope you're joking about that because did you ever watch her Hot Ones episode? No. Oh my gosh, dude. She's like three wings in, like crying her eyes out. She's like, it gets worse. Oh no. Yeah. It's okay. That's why I'm here for to eat those hotter wings. Yeah. It's, it's give and take. Give and take. <laughs> Dude, I'm just, I, no, I'm just going to say no shame in, in the game here because I'm a big dude too, but fucking like seeing you two as a couple would be like a bear mauling a kitten. kind of would be. <laughs> yeah. It's actually how I'm thinking about seeing it too is being almost like a bear mauling yeah, a kitten. He's the kitten, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. the kitten. That is correct. <laughs> he is definitely the kitten. Absolutely. Uh so, Aaron, don't get mad if you're listening. No, Aaron's Aaron's the celebrity that uh, my crush is on. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah? Well played. Well played, my friend. Well played. Aww. That's true. It's it true. is. I know it's true. That's why it's now, well played. All the people out in Radio Land, that's, that's my beautiful wife of 23 years. Yeah. yeah so, she's my crush. Or she'll crush me. <laughs> <laughs> Smash me with her hands. 
No, seriously. I don't have, I don't have a Aaron celebrity crush. Smash. No bullshit. Uh, I really don't. Right on, dude. Yeah. No, I mean, hey, I get it. I mean, there's just some people out there, you know. I get you. I'm getting my ass kicked when I get home, but it's <laughs> all good. <laughs> right? I mean, no, no. I mean, we, we would be Chris has always been the smarter one for me. <laughs> you know, he definitely is. Definitely. I'm getting my ass kicked, and he's not. You're so. dead, right. Man. No, no. I totally see the, uh, you know, the Selma Hayek or the... Uh, you know the Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I I could get behind that. That's uh, they're they're both. Well, my my wife's a musician, so it's so it's kind of you know it's, it, it's yeah. You know, she's technically a celebrity. Yeah, I get you. I guess my wife is my crush too, but Aww. she said celebrity crushes. So there's my past. Uh, yeah, celebrity crushes. Yeah. Past celebrity but crushes. Andrea, yeah. he did not seem eager. To answer the question, no, he, he stepped he, back for a second. He was actually he was, frowning the entire he, time. He was not a happy man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. He, he actually was, had tears rolling down was, his eyes. He was, was put on the spot, rolling it on his cheek, and he he knew he had to give an answer. I had to give an answer. It this was is radio. Any, he had to give an answer because he knew Chris would give a non answer. That's yeah, right. He, I had he, to take he, it <laughs> right on the chin. He had to take it for the team. Yep. Yeah, I knew that he wasn't going to get an answer when he said it. So as we part on this solemn note. What are we going to play out from you guys today? Uh, uh play Axe to Grind. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Axe to Grind. Awesome. Please. Thank you. Wow. I think he's the first one to say please and thank you. Hey. You know, very, he, he's, he's a very, he's a very a cordial gentleman. He is. He's, he's cordial. Very, he's very cordial. He's got manners. He's the gent. Until we start talking about government shit, and then I get all kind of wild. <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh, a friend of mine uh, who the has completely Packers. opposite political views than I, and I do call him a friend because he said to me one time, and I get this, and I, it has resonated with me through my entire life since I heard it. And I heard it when I was probably about 28. <laughs> and this is a quick anecdote before we begin today is the reason I don't talk politics with a lot of people is because a lot of people don't like to talk politics. They like to scream politics. That's, that's yeah, true. that's bang. Perfect. And so I totally get that. And you've got to stay, you know, if you do it, you talk it calm, there you fucking go, man. That's not possible. When I was young, there was, you know, my parents, my grandparents had one rule, and that's don't talk politics or religion at the table because it's sure to get tempers flared. Somebody, yeah, we're all fucking people, man. Yep. And as you heard them, this is from Eulogy and Blood. This is Axe to Grind.
in 2017. One man's vision and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. 
That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code MetalForge10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana is the premier 12,500 square foot music superstore that has served both Southern Indiana and Louisville, Kentucky metro area for over four decades. Originally founded by Marvin and Beverly Maxwell in the 70s, this gym remains a Maxwell family-owned business. Mark Maxwell, along with his business partner, Whitney McNichol, continued the reputation as being the national resource for all things music. In 2022, the iconic Guitar Emporium of Louisville relocated to Maxwell's Music, creating the largest independently owned showroom in the region. The retail offerings at Maxwell's Music includes a huge selection of guitars, basses, amplifiers, effects pedals, modeling amps, keyboards, drums, banjos, mandolins, ukuleles, sound systems, stage lighting equipment, and accessories. 
The music education program at Maxwell's is second to none. From private instrument and voice lessons to DJ, EDM, recording, songwriting, and music theory, to Rock School, Weekend Warriors, and Maxwell's Music Lab, there is something for every age and every ability level. Down in repair land, guitar and instrument repairs and refurbishment are taken care of by the Maxwell's team of expert guitar technicians and luthiers. They also do appraisals of instruments as well. Maxwell's offers installations for professional audio, visual, and lighting systems for schools, churches, clubs, VFWs, funeral homes, sports fields, and so much more. There's also rentable space at Maxwell's, from the music practice and rehearsal rooms for the individuals and bands, all the way to a meeting space and concert venue that seats up to 120. That also includes a professional audio, visual, and lighting system and a sound booth. Maxwell's has it all. All this plus original functioning 1947 recording booth to make your own record. Go to the Guitar Hero Throne, to the very own Elvis statue, and don't forget the Harmony Green Pocket Park. There's a reason the Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana has been recognized by the National Association of Music Merchants as a number one award-winning best store design, as well as top 100 music store year after year. You gotta see it to believe it. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana. 